so they're you know screw Guinness and there are while I also give money to Guinness because they should in, they should encourage that actually they should encourage like intra or yeah intra intramural competition they encourage competition their, competition between their own brands yeah and it should be fierce like they should yeah, really start like it. PNG do with all of the detergent brands yeah 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 well exactly I didn't even know they did that there's a bit of a delay there's a bit of a delay yeah, like, like you're oh, on a fairly serious oh, delay there, man. So. Do Ariel. Oh, Ariel will turn your clothes into human feces. <laughs> Ariel are like, oh, bulls, they'll turn your pussy to piss. Meanwhile, both the same fucking company. Was that the, was that the deal with like champion sports and someone else? And second place sports, like, yeah. Yeah, there was like two, it was like, it was two like Dublin sports shops that were owned by like a pair of brothers who were in business together. <laughs> I feel like that story about it being a pair of brothers owning businesses gets applied to everything and is true of precisely two businesses I can think of. <laughs> is it Little and Aldi? No, it's not Little and Aldi. It's both Aldis. What? Aldi Nord and Aldi Sud. I didn't realize there was two Aldis. There's two. Well, you, would, you wouldn't realize that because there's, there's only one in this country. And in fact, there's only one anywhere there's any. They split the world up. Interesting. They had an argument over selling cigarettes in their shops. And one of them does and one of them doesn't. They probably both do now. But then they, yeah, they, 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 they divided the country geographically. So like Germany, I think Germany probably, they split it some other way. But yeah, Ireland gets one. If you go to a different country, they'll have another. Aldi Sud and Aldi Nord. Uh, they're different different companies and they're two builders. Yeah. Does that and they have no. do they have like logos that are similar but not the same? Yeah, yeah similar but different. I'm looking at it right now. Similar but yeah, different. Yeah, because logos. I went to Austria and was like, oh, that Aldi has a weird logo. That must yeah. be an Aldi suit. Yeah, there you go. Or Nord. I'm not oh. sure which we have. It either passes or we have sued. We have yeah. sued. And Trader that's why we Joe's have got bought by Nord. You I always I I didn't know what the Trader Joe's thing was because I just assumed Trader Joe's was this thing off on its own. Then I heard that it was Aldi, and I thought, oh, they just call it Trader Joe's because the Americans won't know what to do with Aldi. Um, but so no, Trader Joe's existed, and then Aldi bought it. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Now, Trader Joe's was like a posh Canadian thing or something. Well, that was the thing because yeah, I used to hear like people like no Californian bollocking on about Trader Joe's about how brilliant it was and like look Aldi's underrated a lot of the time I think now that's kind of come now full circle now people know yeah it's almost come full circle now to where it's like cliche to be like you know stuff in Aldi's not bad yeah I know I've known for <laughs> 10 fucking years frankly it's probably worse now than when you thought it was terrible and yeah. now you're you know um, so I don't know some of this may get included in the show because it's the most interesting thing we'll ever talk about but I haven't done the intros yet so mm. it's time to do those from our dusty cellars only today learning that elton john's candle in the wind was originally written about an attempt to set his own farts on fire it's the final countdown i knew us fucking knew us i didn't know that was coming say, and i knew that's why he wrote that song yeah <laughs> You know, the, you know, when he, he sang it for Diana, it was Goodbye England's Rose. And when he sang it for Marilyn Monroe, it was Goodbye Norma Jean. When he sang it about lighting his farts, it was Hello, loads of beans. You know. 
And it seems to me that you burn my wife like a candle in the wind. <laughs> and that's why he had to go gay and leave his wife. Yeah, yeah, because it, it. it was too embarrassing to say that he had burned his wife <laughs> by lighting a candle on fire with his heart. Reason for divorce. I'm gay. Yeah. Like, fuck it, I guess I'm guess I'm fucking gay now. <laughs> and everyone understood when he explained that they were like, yeah, gay's the move. I mean, even in the <laughs> even in the intolerant seventies, it's like, yeah, that's the, I do that. That's definitely, yeah, yeah. Even me, raging seventies homophobe, would admit that uh, you made the right choice there. And the wife is like, um, when she with her, her eyebrows never grew back, um, and she was like, yeah, gay husband. So I just don't have eyebrows now. Sorry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I got tricked into like getting real close to his butt, and then he like lit his fart on fire with a candle and burn my eyebrows off i mean that's even in the far tolerant 70s you you want a gay husband rather than admitting that that's what happened <laughs> you know what i mean so far tolerant back in the 70s yeah. think of how much fondue they were eating <laughs> you know i the, the record doesn't say it because the court proceedings are sealed but the, the urban legend goes that after Elton John uh, realized what he did, he looked at his wife, she looked at him and he said, that's a fun don't. <laughs> you know, because uh, I don't think it was a good thing that that joke took as long to say as it did. There's a theory in comedy that says you should really pare it down to where there's no fat in the joke and you get to the funny bit the fastest possible way in the fewest words. Bollocks. I've been trying to do that for years. Nobody likes my shit. So... <laughs> That must no, be the reason. Floated out to maybe three hundred episodes, you know. <laughs> Still, <laughs> like coming my... someday, guys. Oh my dear, sweet Jesus! Boy, oh, is Gavin it. is pouring his beer, and it's fully green. Joining us this week, as always, he is glad that Martin McGuinness did not live long enough to see the peace process renamed the Peace Peace. It's Gavin Carberry. <laughs> Great recurring segment. <laughs> I have I have this thing, but it, it destroys the recording for a while every time I play it. So you just have to imagine um, the Saw Doctors singing the little uh, Give My Head Peace thing. Also joining us this week, uh, he claims to be trying a new washing pounder, but I think he just means he's taking Coke in the bath again. It's Jack Toner. Let's give that guy Coke in the... Yeah, washing powder. God. I love a bit of wet. I love a bit of wet coke, me. What? No, I mean you don't. You know, obviously submerge it in the bath water. That's what the that's what the bathing tray is for. You know? <laughs> My bathing tray is made out of a mirror. It's a mirror, yeah. And then you can you can you can you know you can wrap, blow a few fat lines. And frankly, I can't think of anywhere I'd rather less be than the bath. Being like, yeah, you know? yeah. I think that's just the amount of moisture around. It's like I've heard thing. enough horror stories about like caked wet cocaine. Yeah. Uh, for me to just be like, I just want to go to the fucking desert, you know? Yeah. It's true. It's a very, very palatable place to go with 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 your cocaine. And uh, I have to say, um, the, the 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 come up shits. Would be no fun in a bath. I mean, in one sense, they're quite good because you don't, you know, you don't really have to wipe as much. But 
you know, my internet yeah, connection. Yeah, but yeah, but you do end up being from a you soup to a you stew, you know. <laughs> There's like, there's always these like internet rumors about stuff and, and drugs and they're usually bullshit, but there's one going around about a prominent social media influencer who shit herself on her wedding day. She like took a few lines of coke for the nerves or whatever and she shit herself and has to change her wedding dress. And I fully believe it because everyone who's done coke with any regularity has shit themselves a little bit on some occasion. I mean, it just happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> here's, 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 here's two flaws in that story. Yeah. I've, I, I have never seen someone on, on cocaine and been like, yeah, they seem less nervous, uh, <laughs> less edgy, kind of energized. Well, look, wow, this person is really confident about marrying me. I'll tell you what I was, <laughs> I'll tell you what I was doing. I was like delicately trying to dance around the suggestion. And given the fact I didn't name the person, I suppose it's all right. Delicately trying to dance around the suggestion that she did it because she had so much of a coke problem that she just did it on yeah, her yeah, wedding yeah, day. Yeah. Okay, then, but, it's know, then it's then it's just my second problem, which is who yeah. has the spare wedding dress? Well-known influencers, fair uh, golfers, golfers yeah, have a spare fair. wedding dress. <laughs> 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 in case they get a hole in one. <laughs> That's good. Well, this has been the final countdown. There's only one thing left to uh, cheers to. <laughs> <laughs> so prominent, prominent influencer shits herself on her wedding day. I don't know if it's true. But like it scans, you know, you hear those drug stories where it's like, oh, he took LSD 15 times and now he's legally insane and he's not allowed to drive. You know, I mean, it's like, OK, maybe I don't know that much about LSD really, but, you know, or they smoked so many joints. Yeah. And, you know, you know, what happened was they actually they found a goblin on the way home. It turned out it was just a dwarf, you know, and they locked him in the closet. And then when they woke up in the morning, they just had like uh, just a short guy in the closet, like, you know, and you're like, no, that didn't happen. I've been pretty high. That didn't happen. No, that didn't. Uh, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this but, guy took a pill and it was it was a bit too strong and he ended up uh, fighting in Syria for for five years. Like <laughs> wow, five years. It's like I I don't know. I used to I used to. I used to take pills like Monster Munch on nights out. Let me tell you, uh, the closest I ever got was the Garvahi Road with a Lambeg drum, and a few cans of Carling on my right front O'Driscoll. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring Brian O'Driscoll into this. Not to suggest he ever played a linebacker drum. He did taste take pills like Monster Munch, uh, that was. Which is to say, he didn't really take them. Because I can't imagine Draco scoffing, yeah, scoffing him. I was actually not that big a fan of Monster Munch. No, they don't get caught in your teeth. They're, they're great. Are they? I remembered liking them when they I was do, a kid. They do cake. They do, look... You, they, No, yeah, you... I still definitely like Monster Munch, but I think there's an element of danger now that like a filling is coming out with the Monster Munch, with the, with but the it dick, does yeah. feel like you're saving it for later <laughs> when you're like, oh, still got some Monster Munch in there. I'm going to give that away. <laughs> they yeah. are to be eaten under like a shame blanket, like the, um, what's the little, <laughs> the, the little French, little French bird that they like, they... It's it's illegal actually in France now, but they oh yeah, they, they like, think that's that lived such a horrific life. You have to eat it under a little blanket of delicious, delicious shame. Well, yeah, you cook <laughs> it by drowning it. It starts off alive. You drown it in some sort of uh, digestive liquor, like an armagnac or fucking Cointreau or something, and then you um, and then you eat it whole. And yeah, they have they eat it under like a little. I've seen them do it on like one of those programs. They like sit around a table and put. They look like the guys from the Heaven's Gate cult when they're doing it because they've got the like shame blanket over it but monster munch needs to be under the shame blanket because it's all up in your teeth you know 
Can't be going yeah, to a high power. Can't be going to a high power business meeting after a bag of monster munch. Not to mention the munch <laughs> farts. Not to mention <laughs> the munch like, farts. See, yeah. you're not thinking about this as a power play, Manus. Be like, my flavor enjoyment is more important than your respect, and that's why you're going to sign this deal the way I goddamn motherfucking wrote it. There are also, people like you got that, a toothpick or several. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are people like that in the civil service, and uh, they are known by me as boss. I'm outranked by all those girls. <laughs> I am the bottom of the totem pole. It is. You should to all your meetings, Jack. Have monster munching your teeth, and then be like thinking about toothpick now, aren't you? Yeah. Right. Yep. Toothpick. We're not toothpick anymore. Oh, good. Are you Colombian drug lords or something? What is yep. it? Yeah, well, uh, we uh, we got bought. Ah, by Putin. by Putin. By Putin. Yep, we are now yeah. we are now selling arms in the form of hidden toothpicks to so basically Putin. any dictator you can think of. Joe yeah. Biden. Whoa! 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 Can he what? say that? Wow. We'll be back with more Tucker Carlson after this interruption from <laughs> Sean Hannity. <laughs> I love this um, Tugger. I love it. Love, <laughs> love, 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 love a bit of Tugger Crossing. You know, you gotta love it. I mean, you don't have to love it. That's such. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we have beers. Sometimes. I'm drinking a beer. I'm, I think I'm the only one drinking an interesting beer. Jack seems to be drinking Guinness. I am. Um, we don't need to hear about that again. We cannot no. give Diageo any more free advertising. They need to start paying their bill. Um, I am drinking White Hag spree series watermelon ipa first thing you notice when you pour it out bright green yeah it is a real green and i feel i feel about green beer the way hober feels about apples no more apples in the vending <laughs> it is not it is not something people have asked for it is not something people want it is something that people actively dislike I hate it. Why are you doing this? For this free series, we'll brew a bunch of beers that are purely experimental and fun, not to be taken seriously, unless you like series. This fruited IPA, we've gone with the green root again, this time with watermelon. I don't know what they went down with it, but I think- The milkshake, the, the milkshake one. The milkshake. Not, not milkshake, pardon me, the shamrock shake IPA. The shamrock shake, which I believe I got reviews uh, that unfortunately it did taste like a shamrock shake. Um, Whereas this one, it's the watermelon IPA. I first tasting is uh, not everything needs to be a fucking IPA, guys. Like, <laughs> like the the hops in the watermelon. I feel is is it a delicate flavor or something like that? Like watermelon needs to sit like on its own or with something like equally delicate. The hops coming through this are just bitter and like. Watermelon doesn't have the assertiveness that like a citrus has to overpower it. So you just get like, oh, that's a nice, like refreshing taste of watermelon. What's up? Hops with that? <laughs> oh, oh, you fucking son of a bitch. That's what you get for buying something, you know? Like <laughs> if this had been like a session IPA or something, or like a session IPA or like a pilsner or you know although like maybe it wouldn't fit into the pilsner categorization because you can't add any fruit but it needs to be something lighter like a micro even where like 
you're not putting any sort of boozy or bitter flavor into it, it is my opinion maybe it'd be better as a rattler like mm. the ipa is entirely ruining this ipa i'm enjoying the watermelon segment but not the fact that it's a beer yeah i wonder like does it, it seems like if like bud light had bud light watermelon uh, you know that would uh, no it wouldn't be nice but you could see people because watermelon is if you eat a watermelon it's real watery like yeah yeah there's main a main part of is water yeah yeah can I also point out, Gavin, and I'm sure you've noticed this and just declined to say it because it's obvious, but the part of the watermelon that you eat is red. Oh, yeah, I know. Why, Why is that? <laughs> like, they acknowledge that. Their thing is covered <laughs> in watermelons, and some of it is showing the inside of the watermelon. That one does eat. Why have they decided to go green? It's so unnatural. So, yeah, there's no reason why the bright green things are unnatural, but like sticking a fucking E number in to make this green to make it fun. Oh, just white hag. I love you. I absolutely love you. Less of this. Total <laughs> shit. I'm almost willing to give it a review now. Um, <laughs> I picked it up really genuinely like, oh, watermelon IPA. Well, what does that it sounds, taste like? That sounds delicious. Like summertime, yum, into yeah. it. Oh, it, like on, on, on first five tastings, it's not doing it for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I got for you. Like I was about to suggest that like maybe like it's like well you're right you know watermelon yeah I wonder well, why don't they why don't why don't more people make stuff out of watermelon and then it's like why don't more people jump deliberately hit their head off the curb maybe there's a good reason why there aren't any other <laughs> yeah, watermelon yeah, yeah. IPAs yeah like yeah watermelon yeah needs to kind of stand on its own I, yeah I don't know like it just like it's a tough it must be a tough flavor to balance because like. It's also very rarely used in like restaurants and stuff, you know, like you yeah. have them, like watermelon and feta cheese salad or whatever. But like, very few watermelon desserts. Like it, it is. It's such a. It's because it's mostly water. It's like yeah, you're either just having a slice of watermelon, or it's not involved for the most part. Is what's going Big on. Time. Yeah. On the green thing as well, like why they have a green one. Like yeah. you've done that. If you want to have a wacky green one for St. Patrick's Day, why? Like, there's not nothing. Like, probably half the time when you have a sour or something that has a fruit in it, and then it's the color of that fruit. I bet they are fucking colorant into it. I bet the yeah. fruit actually doesn't make it that color. But at least I can imagine if you have a yeah. strawberry IPA and it's pink. They're like, well, they put real strawberries in there. It's pink. You know, why yeah. wouldn't it be? Why would it be green unless they're putting in the bit you don't eat? In which case, why would you make it? Yeah, why would you make it? it is that is that one of the weird uh, consumer protection advertising things where you can use no artificial colors even if it contains food coloring? Because like, as long as the color itself isn't artificial to the flavor it's trying to represent, as in like, you can use uh. food coloring to make something that's supposed to taste like strawberry, strawberry. Wait, what? You, you, that's stupid enough that it could be true. I don't yeah, know. I thought I heard that somewhere, and it might be completely apocryphal, but like, yeah. The, in well, which case, this would not be able to use the no artificial colors because it's a very artificial, horrible color. Well, you know, I, they will fuck around with what you're allowed color stuff, like, because, like, there is, well, I don't know of any specific instances of it in Ireland, but we know that there's, like, 
places where the dairy industry is particularly powerful. I think Wisconsin was the example we gave yes. on this show, where they're like dye margarine, some un- outlandish color because they know it'll put people off. Or, you know what else has stopped happening? Remember you used to be able to get like those um those colored ketchups, not red colored, like you just get here the purple one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's possible that nobody bought them. In fact, I bet they probably didn't. So that's just probably why we don't see them. But maybe there is a rule that says, no, it's tomato ketchup. And yeah, you can put in some red food coloring, but no, you can't make it green or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'd say probably probably more likely that no one was buying them because the kind of person that that would appeal to is like, I would say like mostly children and maybe the odd adult. And like children change their minds all the fucking time. They're like uh, craft beer enthusiasts, you know? They just want the next shiny thing. They have no loyalty to like a particular thing. The craft beer enthusiasts are the like permanently, permanently adolescent man children. Some of them are women children. (laughs) Hey, I'll push it for equality on that one, are you ladies? Uh, lady babies or whatever the, the, the other more inclusive term would be because yeah you're not going to get ketchup because ketchup is like you have one that's the ketchup in the house you yeah. probably don't have like oh, that's 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 dad's ketchup and that's the kids even you mean why but I don't, I, I don't think so and beer should be like that you know fuck all this choice should be just beer give me a beer just give me a beer <laughs> and for a time there was you know yeah. it was hard <laughs> and it was hard and, and it was hard did you notice that we started to get a lot more politically polarized when we all stopped drinking hard? Yeah, because you could I agree. I noticed it. Time was man could go down to the bar, Fianna Fall and Fianna Gael alike, passionately disagreeing on each other's policies for some reason, and still, you know, <laughs> settling all their arguments over a pint of hot lager. <laughs> Eventually, things got to the point where there were no difference between Fianna Fall and Fianna Gael. Matter of fact, some people say there never was. <laughs> Crazy conspiracy theory? Join me on Hop Chats next week when we have a pint of hop and think about the old days that never really were. Next thing you know, <laughs> far-right government. And that's how, that's how it works. You get a folksy fella like that, just reminding you of days that never were. And then you get a shringly-gingly kind of guy, as Martin McDonald would describe Hitler. <laughs> it just... Um, <laughs> He's like, you know, that way it never was, but you think wouldn't be nice. I'll make it that way again, pal. <laughs> Remember a time before that ethnic group got over here? We can make it that way again somehow. No, no, not that way. But that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> and will, yeah. Um, and will that uh, change all of the things that are, are actually wrong with your life and all of the kind of growing inequality? You bet your ass it won't. <laughs> well, you don't feel like it will <laughs> and, let, and, and let me tell you by the time you've come around to the realization that it hasn't fixed a damn thing don't worry we'll have made it so you can't voice that <laughs> more police on the streets absolutely where you can see them no secret police that's the move <laughs> Oh. This is this is this is the show that's going to get us. I think very popular and well liked. It's going to get us very <laughs> polonium two fifty one. Like it's going to get us. Very... How do we not talking about our good friends in Russia? Come on, <laughs> we're not talking about them. They're our good friends. I think. I mean, I am very pliable to whichever, uh, whichever security agency wants to either threaten or pet me. 
But I'm not going to do it without the payment or the threat. I'll do it with the threat too. You probably don't have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably cheaper to pay, I do want to say. Like, oh, you'll yeah. have to hire someone to threaten, and Mattis will go for cheaper than any FSB agent, you know? And if you pay me enough, the true fact of the matter is, I won't be around that long anyway without you having to do almost anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I, I nearly I nearly managed to do it with no success or money whatsoever. You want to see what I'll do if I'm suddenly laden down with like cocaine for breakfast money? Five months at best. <laughs> and that's only because I'm starting from a healthy base. So what I'm saying is, lads, you won't have to kill me, but the five months we'll have on that sweet CIA money, my stars, my sun and my stars. <laughs> the van outside of me. Oh my God, he's going up to the bar again. How many is that? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the time they're having. I want to go in there. No, 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 we can't. We can't. Leave him be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a nature thing. <laughs> we can't interfere. Wait a minute, we're the CIA, not David Attenborough. All we do is interfere. Get in there, Jones. And then, you know, me and Jonesy, we go on one last final blowout. I'd be calling him Jonesy. His name would probably be something else. It wouldn't matter after a while. You know? It wouldn't matter after a while. Yeah, that'd be that'd be very like you, Mattis. <laughs> I'm like Jonesy. I mean, what do you what do we know about this guy? name that, that person didn't ask for? Didn't ask for, doesn't want, won't answer to until eventually they've no choice. Oh yeah. We didn't get to hear about your trip to New York. Which is good because no one cares. No. One cares. Ah! We're, inter we're interested. Did you check out the lesbian bar? Did you go to Yankee Stadium? Did you go I to a show? I didn't check out the lesbian bar. I didn't go to La Yankee Stadium. I was. Oh, too you could make that one trip. What? <laughs> well, you could make that one trip. Take that, Derek Jeter's corpse. Um, I was too busy doing all of the <laughs> famously buried under the stadium. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the rumor. And Jimmy Hoffa was the good player, right? And I kind of, anyway. Yeah. Jimmy Hoffa had, uh, yeah, yeah, no, Jimmy Hoffa. He was the shortstop. He was the shortstop. And, and Derek Jeter was the union organizer that the Mafia killed and buried under Yankee Stadium. I know. I, well, I think it was Giant Stadium they said he was under. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. He's not coming back. Why did they I bury think, him under Giant Stadium? Uh, he was a big guy. Because what stadium. are they going to do, dig up a whole stadium? Yankee Stadium, <laughs> you're, you're always going to find a guy under Yankee Stadium. He's yanking up, look under, you know, and see Giant Stadium. It's a giant fucking stadium. Not getting that motherfucker off Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> they made him a Hoffa he couldn't refuse. <laughs> you were busy doing all of the... All the normal touristy things. Going to Central Park, going to a show, going to uh, MoMA. Heading out to Brooklyn, uh, seeing the the nine eleven memorial. Now, this is going to sound insensitive, but the nine eleven memorial yeah. is great. Very dense, like there's a lot of stuff. It's like every yeah. Well, there was two found. fucking skyscrapers that fell down. There's bound to be a lot of two stuff, skyscrapers. You know? I know, I know, but it, it is like, and I suppose like that's like the most difficult thing is like. How do you curate yeah, a tragedy? Yeah, yeah. yeah you that's know, true. I, I think it's an incredibly well-curated museum. I think there's too much in it. I feel like no person can, like, see 
every, like you'd be there for absolutely hours if you were going said, through every exercise. said gav who's been to the louvre maybe yeah i've been yeah i've been to the louvre but i did you see uh, all of it yeah and i went to moma and i didn't like yeah i suppose like because because it's about something so you know heavy yeah. i feel like i'm only really gonna go once you know i've I've seen like I've seen the museum at Hiroshima. It's fantastic. Do I want to experience that kind of harrowing uh, tragedy? You know, by 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 proxy again? Probably not. Like, will I go to a gallery, see half of it, and then see another half the other day? Another day? Probably. You know, um, like MoMA, I only did kind of two or three floors, and um, none of the actual like exhibitions, and like. I'd go back to to that because like that's you know art it's uplifting and it's it's enjoyable whereas you know am You're I going right, to go back to, go back to what? yeah the opposite of uplifting really yeah 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 down down and smashing stomping, you know yeah. down smashing. smashing yeah I will say this though um uh, the 911 memorial is very well curated I think Jack's right because they curated Mossad involvement right out of there you can't even tell that it happened, you know? No pic- <laughs> no pictures of Bush and Cheney planning it out. None of that stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, no, that, that's that's not true. Bush had no involvement. Ch- Cheney did it on his own. Come on. Don't, don't be a fucking conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Bush didn't plan that. That was Cheney and Rumsfeld and Karl Rove. <laughs> no, and the bloke from Enron. Why not? Why not the bloke from Enron? He could engineer it down. He could engineer a downfall of Enron. He can engineer that. You know what I'm saying? That stock collapsed. I mean, the Twin Towers collapsed, but Enron collapsed. You know what I mean? There was real impact. Real impact to Enron, saying, Jesus, people, people lost money. I'm all right. I mean, that's important, right? Not life. You know, life is cheap, you know, especially in New York, where dreams are made of. MoMA is the Museum of Modern Art. I thought it was a sushi restaurant when you were saying it. Now I understand what MoMA is and why you're talking about galleries. What's in there? Is there anything famous in there? Starry Night. Um, Not the, the Van Gogh, is it? Yeah, Van Gogh. Yeah. Water Lilies is in there. Um, a lot of Jackson Pollock stuff, Rothko, that sort of malarkey. Mm. Um, and I, when I went in there, I am very rarely, you know, like going into galleries, like I'm not that into, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into art in like a certain respect, but it wouldn't be like my thing. I prefer like narrative art forms or so that, you know, like yeah. books, TV, film, like that's where I jam, like visual art is not like, I don't get the same buzz off it as certain people do. However, seeing Starry Night was like quite impressive it is like it's it's absolutely fucking gorgeous and like texturally amazing like you don't get the same you realize how much literal depth there is to it yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's amazing now it's unfortunate that like like all the famous paintings that like you know there were about 30 to, to to 50 to 60 uh people walking around just taking a picture and moving on quickly um Uh, I I remember being in MoMA playing a game where we would take pictures of people taking pictures of paintings. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You got some really great pictures. (laughs) Yeah, got some really great pictures. Yeah. 
Yeah, the idea of taking a picture of a painting is insane. It's like you're there. To, the only reason, only thing, yeah, you're there to look at it. Someone has taken a better picture of it than you. You can go yeah, look at it on the internet. Pictures exist online. Just Google. Just yeah. yeah. Like you enjoy that with your eyes now. I know, like whatever. But yeah, I feel about art the way most comedy audience feel about comedy, where it's like they don't really like the thing or understand very much about it. But was the guy on eight out of ten cats? Then I'll watch him. I will pay for his show. You know, if if, if they've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, actually, frankly, no matter what the thing is, I'll go watch a famous person for an hour, you know, or a famous painting. It's like, oh, there, that's that's Van Gogh. I know who he is. That costs fucking millions. And it's not like one of those modern art things where I look at it and go, okay, that costs millions because people agreed on it. You sort of look at, I mean, actually, Van Gogh, I, I probably I didn't quite realize how big some of those were. You know, when you look at like a Caravaggio or something, it's like, that's hard. I could never in a million years have done that, yeah. you know, even yeah. with all the modern stuff you can have to do it. And it's like, OK, fair enough. That could be a couple of million. I see that. I get it completely. And it's famous and you've heard of it, you know. Like watching. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Who does the program with the, when he looks at the Internet videos and goes, huh? Russell Howard, that guy. Yeah. Russell Howard's good news. He looks at the internet and he says, look at that. I mean, he may well be very, very, very great funny. Program. He may well be very, very funny, but he realized long ago that it doesn't matter. He just has to be charming and do, look at that. <laughs> yeah. More power to him. You know? Yeah. I've met, I've met genuine funny people. They're often really sad and introverted. You don't really want to talk to them. But Russell Howard, I bet you could hang out with. He doesn't make you sad. Yeah. You know? You know, like the sad clown. Clowns are sad. Like that stopped being one of those, like, isn't it ironic? A sad clown, like 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, <laughs> isn't it ironic? A happy clown. Yeah. He seems to have his shit together. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In spite so of being a clown. How ironic. <laughs> yeah. Despite the fact that he dresses like a fucking clown. I mean... <laughs> J.W. Gacy, which sounds like a department store, but is a serial killer's name, kind of put, put clowning in the ground. I mean, that was it done, really. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. If you live your life without, like, totally ruining something for everyone, you're doing, like, the bare minimum. You know, John Wayne Gacy for clowns, Hitler for the Charlie Chaplin moustache. Ruined it. Like, yeah. Great moustache. ruined it. Is there anyone else who just ruined one thing for everyone? I mean, I'll tell you for flying. There, yes, they, 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 they ruin. They That's the real recency bias from your trip to the 9/11 museum. <laughs> but they no, there's 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 others, and then you know, like say for example, there's other ones where it, it didn't happen. Uh, like Charles Manson to tries your tries your might didn't ruin the White Album. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But, I mean, that one guy did ruin any chance of the Beatles reunion in like 1980, whatever, when he shot John Lennon. But that's, he didn't ruin any of their existing stuff. No, no, no. Although I think I remember reading that that, uh, that whole Helter Skelter thing that we went into on this pro- program at length. I've since read stuff that's like, that was a bullshit. The prosecutor was full of shit. <laughs> he was like, he knew he'd done it. He needed to find some way of like, constructing a motive that didn't involve certain other facts that it suited him not to have involved uh, including his own misconduct so 
much of that was bullshit. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. And I read that guy's this book. Program? Yeah. Yeah, because I read uh, Vince Bugliosi's book years ago, and I loved it. I read it a couple of times. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was mad. You think there's no way in a million years it could be true, but yet it is. I mean, this is the prosecutor writing the book. And then I read, um, Jesus, I can't remember his name. Uh, he, but he wrote a re, re, relatively recent book, although he's been writing it for like 20 years, about Bugliosi and about the Manson family and about like MK Ultra and loads of mad stuff that was just tangential to it. And it was like, oh, yes, he's full of shit. Uh, of course, because it makes sense that he was full of shit when you see the stupid reason he came up with. You know, that Charlie Manson <laughs> thought, the, thought the Beatles were telling him to start a race war by pretending to be the Black Panthers, killing a bunch of celebrities, running away, waiting for the inevitable race war that happened when the celebrities blamed the Black Panthers. They fought, killed most of each other. The Black people would win eventually. They were, however, unable to govern themselves. So they would come back from the hole in the desert, to the hole in the desert that Charlie Manson was in with his family and say, Charlie, we need a white leader. And he'd go, I'm your man. I'm the last remaining whitey. And he would take over. That was the motive put forward by the prosecution uh, for the Manson murders. And it's like, okay, that's wacky. I mean, that's really wacky to the point that the most reasonable explanation is that that's not true. You know? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I don't know how we got there from 9-11. Oh, sorry, things that weren't true. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gav, try what, Gav, what show did you see? Yeah, I saw point. Company. Oh, you did see Company in the end. Oh, and how is it being alive? It's fucking fantastic. Being Alive isn't even the best song. It's not even, it's not even the fucking second best song. And Being Alive is a fucking banger. That's such a classic. That's what you want, is to where like, you're aware of this one banger and then you go and it's like, wow, this isn't even the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like when you incredible. go to an LMFAO concert and Party Rock Anthem isn't even the best song there. Because, <laughs> you know, because on the radio on the way home, they play some uh, Nine Inch Nails or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's other music. <laughs> Wait, I didn't have to go to see LMFAO. I thought they'd started this whole new thing. I'd like to dedicate uh, this album to Red Foo uh, by LMFAO, who introduced me to never listening to them again and looking. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I discovered uh, I discovered Elvis, so it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the way that Colonel Tom Parker discovered Elvis. Or even in the way that, more accurately, Sam Phillips discovered Elvis. But more in the way that Columbus discovered America. It was always there. Lots of people knew where it was. But I found it for the first time. You know. <laughs> um, Sam Phillips didn't discover America either, to tell you the truth. Sun wait, Records, who's Sam Phillips? I don't, know, I don't know the story of Elvis. Sam Phillips is so on Records. Colonel, what's his name? Colonel, Colonel Parker. Homer. Colonel Homer, yeah, basically. The, same, the story's the same. Um, Colonel, Colonel Tom Parker was the, the charlatan, the huckster, not a colonel, not like a, uh, he was a Dutch guy, a fake colonel. And he, uh, he basically conned Elvis into signing with like a personal services deal with him. Uh, one of the reasons why Elvis, A, went into the army is just like an enlisted bloke. Uh, B, never toured outside of America because Colonel Tom couldn't leave America because if he did, he couldn't get back into America. Uh, uh, there's a documentary about Elvis on Netflix. Uh, Sam Phillips is the Sun Records guy. So he had like the, he had, he was remarkably good at discovering guys. So he had like Johnny Cash, Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, those are the three I can think of, but there was Carl Perkins, uh, lots of other people. 
but he didn't discover America either, would you believe? It's fucking crazy. Wow. I mean, I know, you would think he's sitting right there on it in Sun Studios and didn't discover it's it. Just not known. Wow. Yeah. This is the worst podcast. If you, if you look like, if you, yes, yeah, the worst podcast episode, definitely. I'm going to make a really shitty point that's Dude, supposed ma- to be a joke, but it doesn't have a punchline. Or Go for a it. Okay. That's what we're here for. I've done, two, I've done two or three of them today. It's cool. Yeah. If you think about like discovering America at the same time as you think of like Pangea breaking up, <laughs> there are probably tons of people who discovered America by just going, hey, look at that. Look at that. Is that going <laughs> away? That's going a bit further away. Oh, well, look at that. <laughs> That swim home yesterday took a lot longer than it used to. Didn't that used to not be a swim at all? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank God it happened slow. And it wasn't just like, oh, shit. Forgot Dave. He's still over in Siberia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wait, all my stuff is on the other side. Dave, Dave, jump. It's not too late, Dave. Oh, now it is. Oh, Dave's not. Oh, Dave. Classic today. Dave's in the water now. Typical. Yep. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff, really. Uh, we could get we could get into Beringia and the land bridge and all that, uh, but I don't know anything about it, so we can't actually get into it. So there you go. <laughs> so when I say we could, we definitely can't. I'm, sure. I mean, I'm impressed I remembered the word, to be honest. <laughs> like, what, 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 what implications it may have for anything on Earth? No idea. Couldn't tell you. Other than that, we sort of misunderstand what land bridges are. Like, we tend to think of it like, oh, there used to be a land bridge between Ireland and Scotland, and people would cross back and forth. And well, maybe you maybe you're not dumb like I am. Maybe you didn't misunderstand land bridges. But I always assumed it was like, okay, so there were Irish people, there were Scottish people, and if they wanted to, they could go over the land bridge and get back and forth to Ireland and Scotland, as opposed to no. You know what a land bridge is called before it goes away? Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, wait, surely a bridge <laughs> by definition has yeah. no fucking land near it, you know? <laughs> so the bridge is two separate things. It's like there were people living, is one thing. There were people living in what we call Ireland, there were people living in what we call Scotland, and then there were people living in all of the land in between. That's what happened. <laughs> and you know, eventually it was like, oh fucking that, that pole's getting deep. You know, it might be better next summer to just we'll just leave all the stuff here in Scotland. Where it's warm, you know. It's not warm. It's got very it's cold. Fucking warm. Yeah, yeah. It's never not in a million years. Not in like sixty million years. Not in like six thousand years, which is as yeah. long as the Earth has, has been. been around, according to the Presbyterians, <laughs> who dominate Scotland to this day. To this day, they dominate there. That's why they have such a problem with Nicholas Sturgeon, because um, that's the name of a fish that shouldn't exist according to the Bible. So that's the problem. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. They didn't like Alex Salmon either, because that sort of sounds like a salmon, which, uh, again, according to according to the Bible, uh, actually cursed. doesn't exist. No, it unless exist. explicitly named, doesn't yeah, exist. No, it doesn't exist, uh, except for all those rules they seem to be able to make about modern stuff that uh, didn't exist back then. But they seem to be able to extrapolate pretty well that we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't do it. <laughs> So can we extract the uh, extrapolate that the no showing your fanny rule applies to the internet too? Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we can. Yeah, no showing your fanny at all. So only fans. Yeah, we'll be picketing only fans. 
uh, how are we gonna? How are we gonna? Well, we'll all have to get an account first off. Okay, we'll have to. We'll all have to get on the fans' accounts. You know, put some videos out there to get the trust. Get the trust in the yeah. community, and then we'll take it down from the inside. Mr. Paisley, this is a weird way to go about explaining in Parliament your OnlyFans account that's just been discovered. Well, I don't think it is weird, and I don't think my constituents would care to think about it, frankly. Which is why I've been single-handedly destroying the education system in the north of Ireland for the last 20 years of my political career, so that my constituents cannot read. Good luck putting that in the Belfast Telegraph. I don't know where Paisley's from. I'm sure he's great about literacy. I don't know if he would read the Belfast Telegraph. He probably doesn't have an OnlyFans account. This joke falls down on so many levels. No, Could no, it, it only falls down on one. The others are true. I'm not going to tell you what the one that it falls down <laughs> on is. Yeah, we can't prove Paisley has that account. We know we can't prove it's him because he cuts the head out. <laughs> But he left a couple of signature gels in a couple of times. He did, yeah. He left one or two of his several gels. I was like, I end up. I, 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 I'm thinking, I might be thinking of his father. Is Paisley Jr. even jowly? I don't even know. I'm trying to picture him. I not think he's yet. Jowly. Well, no, yeah, no. maybe not yet. But in time, the gel will come. You, yeah. You've got to believe it. The bellicosity like, will increase. The jowlishness will increase. Yeah, yeah. wasn't what? Yeah. Because Paisley, I think got kind of jowly when he got fat and old at the same time yeah that probably that was his mistake it's like he was quite like he was like a beanpole and then he got both fat and old like at the same time and like fatness does suit a bellicose hate-filled preaching man i think as as does a certain amount of age the problem when they get so old is it's kind of hard to hate them. It's like, he just looks like a cuddly teddy bear. I know the things he thinks are repulsive, but look at him and Martin McGuinness. Look at him there. Look at the cutie pies. Let's chuckle it away. Look at the dead little chuckle brothers. I like a chuckle vision. You can't help it. It's like trying to brew Ric Flair after a certain amount of time. It's like, oh, that stuff you did. But look at the little guy with his cup yeah, yeah. Look at the little guy. Yeah. yeah. Someone hits their 80s and it's like, oh, fuck. They're still like fully compass men to still spewing hatred, but you're kind of like, I don't know, your fondness for the elderly just like kicks in. It kicks really. in because, because there is a defense mechanism when someone's got to like 80 and the things they're saying were once fine to say and now they are not. So, and, and look, and eventually you go, yeah, okay, no, we're not going to say this stuff. But you're not going to fucking have a fight with granddad. We see him twice a year and he's basically nice yeah. to the grandkids. But what that leaves us vulnerable to is not noticing when the guy who's 85 says things that were always terrible and he's just still saying them. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Paisley ever said to burn the houses of Catholics, but if, if my pretend hateful preacher ever did, he'd be like, oh, well, it's of, he's of his time. The 60s? Was that all right then? Huh? Was it? I mean, you know. But you can't. It's yeah, hard I don't to think we can. Nah, I don't think we can say that. But it's hard to. But it's hard to differentiate when you're just looking at it. Budgy little cheeks. Look who's an old. <laughs> who's an old baby boy? Who's an old baby boy? And it's also it's equally tough when you're you're uh, confronted with a hate-filled baby. It's just tough. Re- yeah, just tough, like constantly talking about sectarian violence. Yeah. And yet a sort of paternal instinct kicks in and you're like, oh, who wants to put all the Catholics? You know? <laughs> he's a little, he's made a little stinky. He's he's made what he thinks of the Pope in his nappy, hasn't he? 
And it's true, because you always ask, you know, the, if you had a time travel machine, would you go back and kill baby Hitler? That'd be tough. He's still a baby. Yeah. Why would you not just um, kill, like, 1929 Hitler? Or, you know, I don't want to go to the trenches in the First World War, not least the German ones. But like if some if some little corporal got shot in the head in 1917, I mean, who the fuck cares? You know, he's probably a horrible little cunt by then. Yeah. <laughs> if he wasn't before, he's been in the trenches for three years. I can't imagine it makes you sound. <laughs> yeah, if I've learned anything is that an easy life makes people nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, too easy makes them insufferable. But you, you want a relative level of ease. You need a certain level of like, because yeah, most of us are nice because we can be, because we can afford to be. Yeah. Because it's like I don't, I don't actually have to worry about do I have to kill the neighbors to eat their food? I just have to go take their food when they're asleep. They're weak. They sleep late. They snore. <laughs> they can't. They can't hear me coming in there at all. It is dinner time for all. Uncle Manus hasn't made his own meal in years, and they are <laughs> rake. They are rake thin next door. They have haven't had their Weetabix, and not in fucking years they haven't had their Weetabix. I have. Them. <laughs> I've had a read of it. And now that I'm focusing on losing weight and stuff, uh, I mean, I still take it. I still do take it. They don't get it. But I just don't eat as much of it. I do throw it on. Yeah, we, and Weedabix keeps. It if keeps you ever run out of Weedabix. If you run out of Weedabix, you keeps. I mean, and if it, and if it starts coming close to its sell-by date, I bring it. Oh, no, there's a food bank nearby that I walk past on the way to the bin that I leave it in. Uh, you know, that's, that's important. <laughs> this is... This is the comedy stuff, you know, that you that you, the listener, get to your ears directly. That the the rest of Dublin and the rest of every comedy scene I've ever tried to enter said no to, emphatically no, no to for free a lot of the time. It wasn't even like we won't pay you to do this. It was you can't come on our stage yeah. for free. Please, <laughs> you please go away and never return. Oh, all right, what are you going to do? You can see how wrong they were. Uh, any news, Jack? Any, any more title belts since we spoke last? Uh, no. No, I haven't won a damn thing. I did do an, another very high-concept wrestling match, Manus, which I think you will hate. either love or hate. I think I think hate. Uh, well, the wrestling itself is high-concept. That's fine. You know, what was the, what was the concept? Uh, we basically recreated um, the Dayman, Nightman episode from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Not the episode, the musical. Well, I mean, when you say basically, do you mean you had a good guy and a bad guy and they fought? Because that's great. I love no, that. no, I came out singing the Dayman song, oh, dressed yeah, okay. as the Dayman. I'm and sure. I a guy dressed like a ninja. I'm sure I would have enjoyed watching you do it, but I would hate it on principle. I'm sure if I was at the thing and you were there doing the thing. Hating, it, hating it on principle is where I live, brother. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, you need the to start goal, to... The goal of the match is, is I think we did almost a good enough job that we can get some sort of Twitter interaction from one of the three guys from Sunny. That's... Yeah, that's, that's the, the goal. goal. That's, since Luthez, that's been the goal of every <laughs> wrestling promoter. To just get some Twitter interaction from the guys from television. Just get Rob McElhenney to toss you a like. We need to get you... We need to get you... Um, we Back need to turn in you in... No, we need to turn you into a shooter. Primavera is coming up. We need, to turn you into, we need to turn you into a shooter because you've only got, we need to get you lots more belts and not every promoter is going to book you to win those belts. So we need to get it to where you can you can lock up and go, buddy, it's the easy way or the hard way. Um, you know, and, and then you get the belt. Okay. That way. 
and no one can take it back yeah. off you because you're a shooter. You know. Or I you know, that. That's it. I mean, I I would be down. I think it's like one of those things you're down for, like the principle of it. But like it's those shooters live shitty lives. I don't think you'd like it actually. Now that I think of it. Oh, I'm not willing. I'm not willing to. Yeah, like the scene is is, is very tight and close knit. I don't yeah. want that reputation, but I would like you know maybe like two. What if I just keep doing it, but only with women's belts? Yeah, you could be Andy Kaufman. Yeah, he drew once in Memphis. Yeah. Shooter Andy Kaufman. That's what the world's been missing. Well, see, I think people did because it was because he was wrestling. That was his gimmick was he would go around wrestling, wrestling women. I think people on some level were like, oh, come on. What's he doing? I mean, even if they knew the rest of it was fake, like this asshole is beating up women. You know, you can't do that. It was, you know, I don't think there was like. I mean, now you wouldn't really bat an eyelid if, if there was a, a, a man-woman match on a card. Like, you wouldn't think anything of that. But that, I, I think he, like, invented that as a concept, just doing intergender matches. Because it was, yeah, when he did it, it was so unpopular that no one else had thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he did draw in Memphis, but in many other parts of the country, he just got the wrong, he got channel change. He, he got, fuck this guy. He, you know, or they're like, I don't want to watch him. In Memphis, they did. They really wanted, they love Jerry Lawler so much. They wanted to see Jerry Lawler pile drive him and put him in the hospital. Uh, most parts of the country, though, I think they were like, fuck this guy. Fuck this asshole. <laughs> you know, turn, change the channel, don't buy a ticket. You know, fuck that. So, that's it. You could be that. You could be, you could be a change the channel guy. Look, I'd be remembered. It's true. Kaufman is remembered. Kaufman, Kaufman is remembered. remembered. Yeah. So, uh, what's the other guy? Um, uh, won the WCW World Championship. He's actually sort of quasi-respectable Clear, now. Clearly not as remembered as we may have originally led you to. No, play. he was married to fucking Courtney Cox. David Arquette. Oh, David Arquette. Uh, He's yeah. since gone back and like trained as a wrestler and now does like <clears throat> independence for no money, which is bizarre. I saw him. And, uh, there I saw was a documentary him. on him I watched, uh, him going back to it. It was pretty good. I didn't see the documentary. I must, I must check it out. Um, that it is kind of interesting because he was sort of vilified and like it wasn't wasn't his fault wcw booked him to do that they were stupid to do it um, mm. and i think i think he gave all the money he made doing it to like uh, brian pillman's family or maybe it was Owen hart's family or maybe it was just some charity i don't think he kept the money so like he, he comes off pretty well from that story uh but but fucking hell like you know you could be you could be David Arquette, but now he could probably really do with the money. Because when was the last time you saw David Arquette in anything? Yeah, not for a while. It's been a minute. Not for a while. You kind of think the like, new the new scream. Oh, is he in the new scream? Oh, I assume okay. so. He's doing okay though. You would think he'd be in the new scream. I mean, unless he actively did something wrong, you'd put him in it because it's like not like he'd cost that much either. Yeah, hmm. it's not like he's Bam Margera where you can't help him on the set. You know, of jackass. Think I fucking up. He must have been. They were like, "Sorry, Bam. <laughs> Sorry, Bam. No." Yeah. Do you think every film has that? It's just for jackass. It was notable. It's like I'm sorry, you cannot be on the set of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Bam. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably showing up to all of them. <laughs> well, like 
Imagine being such a health and safety concern that you can't be on the set of Jackass. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I hope he pulls it. I hope he turns it around, you know, because that's, that's tough. Steve-O turned it around, but the odds of him, of two people of that group turning it around are pretty slim. Yeah, yeah. I hope he does impressive. turn it around too. Although oh, no, I'd, be, I'd be dead for it. I'd be pleasantly surprised if he does. I hope he does. Or at least turns it around a bit. You know, speaking, yeah. as a, speaking as a serious proponent of just dialing it back a bit, you know, <laughs> I think there's a lot. It's not all or nothing, Ban. You know the way when you go out and have 10 vodkas? Have you tried having seven? <laughs> it's, it's the same. It's, you're not it's the same. You're, it's not it's, a bit better. Like, it's, you know, you're, you are slightly better. You've had less vodkas. You're as drunk. You're as ornery. Whatever it is you're getting out of 10 vodkas, I promise you, you can get it out of eight. You know? <laughs> Notice how I bumped it up from seven, seven. Yeah, time. you're creeping slowly towards 10, man. I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to get Bam on board. All right. And I know you're doing, you're doing a great job of representing what, what the problem is. <laughs> is it getting Bam on board is tough? No, it's just like, well, wow, this sounds like a great idea. You know what we need? One more vodka. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I know, it's, but I'm not that. That is sort of that is sort of the problem, and it's why I suppose there's no rationality to it. But like, do I guess they probably do? But do heroin users when they when they get their fix of heroin are they not like and I'm I'm done now until that wears off or do they? Oh, it's so full of heroin. Oh, <laughs> oh. Or do they go like? Do they do they sit around with their mates and go like? Can I tempt you to another little GBGB, Mr. Friend of mine? I think I, we've earned ourselves one more. We don't have to be up until early. We'll go for a run in the morning, though, won't we? We will we'll go for a run. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, is it because with alcohol, it's like, yeah, you can logically go, why did it, like, why, what was I not getting out of the five drinks? What was yeah. I not getting out of that that I could get out of 10 apart from a worse hangover? But we'll do it. Even non-problem drinkers will do that. So yeah, yeah. another point. Another point before we go home. Why? Just like it's last order. We're sculling it. It's not even fun. We're not getting any more chat out of it. Yeah. Speaking um, of not speaking of not even fun and not enjoying it and uh, basically only adding to a hangover you don't need. What do we think of these beers? I'll go first and last because I'm the only one with a beer. This. It doesn't even feel like a failed experiment. It feels like they actively went out to make a shit beer. Wipag Spree Series Watermelon IPA is one of the worst beers I have ever had. Brilliant. Oh, I mean, it's great. It's great audio. I have to try. I have to try it now. No, I have to try it. But my problem is. I hate paying for a beer like that as well because it's like, yeah, me. Is this what they're going for? Like, have they made a small enough amount of it that if we just... Is it like with the Mockbusters, where it's like, I wanted to see Spider-Man. Hey, this is Spider-Man. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's swing and a miss by a normally brilliant brewery. Um, actively, actively bad. Would never... Would make me second-guess having anything with watermelon again, let alone a beer. Um is yeah arguably one of the worst beers i've ever had don't remember the price but they didn't pay me so like it was definitely too high um, <laughs> i am giving this a like does a one feel a one kind of 
feels right. Get, well, that's I'm what sorry, you need to. That's what you need to give it, guys. Where, where, where did you get it, and how much did you pay for it? Yeah. Where did you get it, and how much did you pay for it? I got it in Stephen Street News. Don't remember or Craft Central. Don't remember how much it cost. It was probably in the three or three fifty range. I think it, I think I saw. I remember seeing like three fifty. It needs to be kind of thrown into a fucking landfill. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, you had uh, you had the Guinness Jack, perfect ten out of ten as always. I presume. Oh yeah, they really. You know, I really think this Guinness thing is going to go someplace. I think they have a chance, man. They have all the fundamentals. If they can just stay off their own product, you know, don't get distracted. I think they'll be they'll be okay. It's I, I won't name the blogger because he wouldn't appreciate it and wouldn't 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 t- wouldn't wouldn't take it in the spirit it's intended. But I uh, I was reading a I was reading a blog. Uh, recently a beer blog which I don't make a habit of and it wasn't the beer no he's the one I normally read uh, and their point was I did get this beer for free but I, I didn't they didn't pay me for this review I would never I'd never be paid for a review I, I'm too serious for that and my thought was you were paid for this review your price is just your price is just one beer that's <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> you have a shitty price yeah. <laughs> um, so take that insert beep here well, frankly, uh, the person whose blog it was would, would never listen to this. So it's, it would be fine to name him, but I won't. Because uh, he seems to be, in, by all accounts, he's all right. But I hate his blog. There we go. There we go. All right. Uh, so there, here's, here's to all the internet sleuths trying to figure out whose blog that is. Uh, I said it wasn't the Beer Nuts. You can clearly tell that it is the Beer Nuts blog. I was reading <laughs> No, nah, he'd yeah. never, he'd never. It's not a beer nut, and it's not someone who listens to the podcast, so it's anyone but 40 people. Yeah. <laughs> Man, 40, that's a good number. Is that confirmed? You say, it, 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 that's not even confirmed. Like, because the number that we get is so much no, bigger. No, no, no. The, the number that they give us is so much bigger than it could possibly be that it's, it's no information. Like, there are not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it's like, well, it's definitely. Definitely it's, not. This, it's not that. Like, it's yeah. It's somewhere in between this and zero. Like the only no like we have something. It's something. It's it's in the six hundreds on Spotify. Now, granted, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine everyone listens to it on Spotify. But I do believe that number. Like yeah. that, I believe that. Whereas, like, we've got other numbers of being like four or five thousand, and it's not that. It that is not information because it isn't that many. We you'd meet more people. We've got a number from Jack that's just under a million. It's true. It's true. It's it's, it's we have under one million listeners. We are according we are according to listennotes.com in the top ten percent of all podcasts, which sounds better than it is because most podcasts have one episode and then never and have no no one listens. Like the person's mom <laughs> pretends to have listened, but then they haven't. So you have to rule them out. Um, but there you go. That's life. That's what people say. That's what right. people say. We were riding high in April, and just like the Red Baron must have been feeling right before he was shot down, we're not going to get shot down in May. No, sir. <laughs> Which leaves us only one thing to cheers to. Uh, and I think it's pretty obvious that it is uh, to watermelons. To watermelons. To watermelons. They, they never darken this door again. <laughs> hey, watermelons. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane. They need to stay in your lane. Steaming hot Roberto Garbaggio. This is a lot.
Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air.